Hey guys, it's Christina. This is Vox and Guest, and I am joined today in the most precarious looking place possible <laughs> by my good friend, Louis Tibby. Louis, how are you, my dear, besides squished and cramped, and but looking really cool and awesome at the same time? Yeah, kind of hot at the moment. Um, hopefully I don't pass out from dehydration, but we'll see. It could make it more oh, interesting. No. Oh my goodness. Lewis <laughs> is, is being very thoughtful to not wake anyone or blind anyone. And so he's battling slugs and spiders and moths and, and heat and all sorts of things just to talk to us, which I feel like I really have to step up my interviewing game just to make it worth it for you. But um, so, okay. So I, I'm going to start with a, with a thoughtful question. Yep. A, a, a pensive, meaningful question. Okay, and then then we'll then we'll lighten things up a little bit. So sure, somebody bequeaths you an elephant. Okay, you cannot sell it, and you cannot give it away. What are you doing with your new elephant? Well, I love elephants anyway, so I'd more than happy ride it to work. But <laughs> I don't know if that's legal in the UK. I've not something I've really checked, but. We're going to have to get on that. We're going to have to look yeah. at local ordinances around elephant transportation. Where are you keeping it? Not in that room, I don't think. I no, don't the, think it would fit the, in there. The garden's probably not big enough. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think my mom would ha be very happy. Recently, I, I basically photoshopped a pig and put it uh, and put it on our garden. Um, <laughs> and then I uploaded it to Instagram like as a practical joke. And she, she messaged me and she's like, what are you two thinking? Getting a pig. It's going to destroy your garden. It's yeah. The picture's all on there. The, it got, I had to admit it was uh, photoshopped in the end. It got really out of hand. She was, you know, you, 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 you always run the risk of that with parents, right? That you're like, oh, this is going to be funny. And then it's like, it devastates them. So I just love the fact that, that she thought that you bought a pig or got a pig and that the main concern was the garden not and the I, children I, not I moved the out like five years ago i'm like what's it matter to you but <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're keeping the elephant the elephant can hang out with the pig you oh, know yeah. you just send a picture of it to your mom tell her <laughs> i gave it to you and then she can come and she can yell at me <laughs> and this one is not photoshopped <laughs> no this is an actual legit elephant just hanging out like what's up everybody okay all right so you you're pro elephant this is good this is good to know if i ever have to get you anything for your birthday my my list is already <laughs> checked off so <laughs> okay lewis you um you have been i've i've been so waiting to talk to you because you were one of the most excited people about scheduling this interview in the first place. You have this awesome logo, which those with the keen eyes will spy behind you to your right on the left of the screen there. Oh, um, and yeah, I made a little thing for it. <laughs> it's so awesome. And and those have been up on Facebook and in Reels and on Instagram and everything. And I just, I was like, oh, that's it. So, okay. I have, I have a, like a ton of things to talk to you about, but I'm going to start simple. Um, we'll go, we'll go all the way back or how far, however far back, I guess it is. How did you get into music? Um, how did you land on your instruments? What's your, what's your musician origin story? So it goes quite far back. Uh, so I was 15 ish. So 2005, okay. um, basically at school, I was never one of the popular kids, um, struggled to fit in a little bit. And then we kind of had these different cliques when I was at school mm -hmm. and um, yeah, you was either into your hip hop and that type of thing, or you was with the rockers and all that. And I was like, 
you know, I want to hang out with these guys, but I don't have the f first clue what to do. At the same time, I needed a hobby as well. And I said to my mum, it was just before, it was either my birthday or just before Christmas. I can't really remember. It was mm -hmm. December time, either way. And she was like, oh, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I really want a guitar. You know, not a clue how to play it, how they work, <laughs> anything like that, you know. Just wanted one. Yeah, and she was like, but you're terrible at music. And I'm like, because I did record a class at school, and I was like, I know, but like... <laughs> Yeah, I I ended up getting one. Um, yeah, and then mom is so to, supportive. Yeah, <laughs> between the pig and the guitar. Okay, well, but they did think, get you a guitar, and then drove them mad for like six months. But all I could play was like "Smoke on the Water" on one string. Oh, never no. enough. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would drive any parent crazy after a while. So okay, okay. So you yeah. taught you taught yourself how to play. Yeah, um, I did have one guitar lesson ever, and it was. It wasn't great, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I actually asked for a refund. That's how bad it was. No, um, what, what was the was was it just like? What was so bad about it? It was. It, I'm not technical at all. Like not even slightly. If you asked me to read music, I wouldn't have a clue. I don't even know the names of chords mm -hmm. and that type. Of, you know, it's just how I've always been. Um, when we're recording, Trench loses his temper with me sometimes because I've got no sense of tempo. I've always been sort of free flowing and all that you know you like to play legato you know you're just yeah. doing your own thing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um and then after there was it was pretty much a hobby and then i remember one day at high school there was this um i guess you could call it a battle of the bands okay and yeah I, and i saw my friend playing it uh playing at the show and they covered a muse song and i was like i want to be like them you know that's when it really started taking over okay. couldn't find you know there was plans in place but no one ever was you know we had band names we had cover art everything didn't play once together you know um and then when you school got the important stuff down the name yeah. and the, the logo and all that but just not the music part that's all that was the only yeah. thing that was missing just one thing one thing and okay I, I left i left school after that uh went to college and literally i was like i I need to get in a band. I just have to. I've always said I would. So I went scouring the internet. Mum started freaking out, like, oh, don't meet up with strangers and all that. I'm like, I'm 18. It's fine. Um, met with some guys from a few towns away, and uh, we were together for about four years, I guess. Okay. And then it kind of proceeded. But by this point, I was a bass player. Okay. So yeah. you somewhere in there picked up the bass after one failed guitar lesson you picked up bass. So what, what made you decide to, was it just because there were already guitar players and that you needed a bass player? What made you decide? No, to no, 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 no. It was, it was kind of weird. Cause when I first took up guitar, I loved Tony Iommi from black Sabbath. And I was like, I'm going to be like that someday. And then after maybe a year or so, I'm like, I'm not going to be like Tony Iommi from black Sabbath. <laughs> and um, by this point I was kind of going from my punk phase. Okay. And I, and I probably chose the worst inspiration, Sid oh, no. Vicious, who couldn't play at all. And I was like, you know what? That'll suit me fine. <laughs> so that's kind of where... He'll uh, be easier than Tommy Iommi to, to, to yeah. emulate. So yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're just setting the bar a little bit differently there. So, oh, okay. So so what I'm hearing then is that you, you basically heard or saw what you wanted to do and then just decided to learn how to do it. So yeah, pretty much. Okay. So it wasn't like your parents were super musical. Nobody was putting you in lessons and whatever. You just went, I want to do that thing that I see over there. I want to play like <laughs> that guy over I'm there. I'm the only okay. musician in my entire family. Really? Yeah. That's the it. The whole family, even extended, you know, like cousins and all that. Just me. It's just you. 
Wow. So you're you're like you're the family entertainment then. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they, they, like, I, don't think, I don't think they're a fan of my stuff, but yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, you could be the family entertainment if they wanted you to be. We'll, we'll put it that way. So, okay. So I, I want to, before we get too far, because you already mentioned, um, we are not unfortunately joined today by Trench, John, Trench Gun, John, um, but we yeah. were going to be. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about him in his stead? Um, and your collaboration, because I get the sense that you guys are, um, it seems like the relationship there is a key driver of the music and you guys just seem so locked in with each other. So I'm, yeah. I'm bummed that he can't be here, but why don't you talk a little bit about John Trench Gun and, and, and sort of key us into how you guys met actually. Yep. So funny story, actually, it was, I think it was through an interview. We did an interview I think it was October last year. I, okay. I think we'd already started following each other online, if I recall. Okay. Um, maybe spoke once or twice, but I listened. Basically, I, Grimrock was waiting for his interview to come out. I watched his, and then mine came out. So that that was out. And then I was, uh, because I got on quite well with the host, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to watch the other one. So I watched yes. his interview, and then I realized he was an Army veteran. And me being army, immediately I messaged him and was like, I didn't know that, you know. Yeah. And ever we didn't start playing together straight away. We just got, we just built a friendship over time, you know. It's That's one of the great things about the internet. Mm-hmm. You could literally, he, I mean, he's from LA. Isn't he in LA? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, you're overseas, so you yeah. never would have met otherwise. No, um, it, you know, we, we we just get on so well. We Some of the stuff we say to each other, you think we're enemies, but we just get on like a house on fire. But even then, we didn't start really playing together until um, probably about maybe six months ago. Because I, oh, I, I didn't realize to, it was that recent. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to do a because I always used to mix it, record everything, write everything, record it, mix it myself. But I'll openly admit I'm not the best at mixing. Okay. Um, and then not I, easy. I, no, 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 no. And I, I'd wanted to do a collaboration for a while. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting to do one with Grim. I've been asking for. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about Joel too from Grimrock, but yeah, because yeah. you you have you have a couple of really tight bromances going here, both musically and otherwise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you you wanted to do a collab, but yeah, it, it, I guess time just got in the way because we're all busy guys. Work gets in the way, and mm-hmm. yeah, but um, it, I just messaged him one day and I was like, oh, I really want to do a punk rock version of Seed You because it sounds like if you punked it up, I reckon it'd sound like a whole different song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking he was just gonna like maybe do a few backup vocals or you know mm-hmm. a little backup guitar or anything like that. Next thing I know, he's recorded the whole song there. I was gonna say totally reworked it. Yeah, completely. And he goes, "Oh, slap some vocals on that," but because the rhythm was so out of it, I was like, "I don't think I can sing along to that." <laughs> so I just did the backup vocals and I did the guitar solo for it. If you can call it a solo. I love <laughs> that he reworked your song to the point where you couldn't sing along to and it. it was be- and it's better. I said to him, thanks for making the original sound. Uh, <laughs> Even better than it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's... um. The, it, because it's cool because you... And I'll, I'll jump around a little bit here. You yeah. have a couple of really distinct genres and, and specific time-specific genres that seem to be your major influences, right? So you've got like the late 70s, early 80s kind of punk heavy metal vibe that clearly I hear in your music. And correct me on any of this if I'm wrong. And then I'm also hearing lots of Seattle 
grunge 90s like kind of and and putting those things together gives you a really distinctive sound and it's what i what i find interesting about it is that sometimes in a song i'll hear all of those things yeah and then sometimes you'll have one song that's just straight ahead one thing you know and then the next song is completely different so like i i i guess i'm wondering what bands were you listening to that because you said when you were 15 or whatever you you know you're kind of getting into your punk phase like I'm trying to do the math a little bit. I think I, I have a sense, but what what are the, what were the bands that got you started on? I mean, first of all, my write about those influences is that kind it, of your so okay. Black Sabbath was probably my first major influence. I did love the Seattle sound as a kid because obviously I was growing up during it. Um, okay, probably probably my first favorite band was Soundgarden. I must have been like oh, age yeah. seven yeah. or something like that. You know, okay. Um, good taste then, for seven yeah <laughs> yeah but well this was the thing when i was in a band because we started off with like a kind of a judas priest black sabbath vibe mm -hmm. but while i was at college i really i heard the song come as you are by nirvana, oh, nirvana. Yeah, yeah i hear them with you too yeah okay well, well that's that's probably my biggest influence because after that literally the, it just completely changed the band I was like, i don't want to do this heavy stuff no more i want to be more grungy and yeah it, it didn't kind it kind of worked at first but by the end it didn't and the difference is oh, too much and too much yeah. yeah i guess if you started in one place then them following you there would maybe be a bridge too far i could i could see that okay and it's not really changed in what 15 years maybe now so <laughs> yeah well it's funny you mentioned come as you are specifically because i was listening to never better yeah. And I'm like, you know what this reminds me? And again, I, I always make sure to mention when I compare bands or songs or whatever to the artists that I'm interviewing, I always mean it in a complimentary way. It's not, it didn't sound derivative of it, but I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is reminding me of something. And I'm going, come as you are. And I'm like, oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So like it, it, because you, you start with almost like the, <laughs> And forgive me for this, but I always think of like Nirvana has what I like to call mosquito guitar, where it's like that, and it just sounds a little bit. Well, um, there's something I didn't actually use it on that song, but I use what's called an Ebo. I don't oh, know sure, yeah, okay. I use that on probably 90% of my songs now, and yeah, but that. it wasn't. Oh, that's what that is, okay, yeah. So, but but it but it it, it has that Nirvana feel to it and i yeah. and i i really um i could see that in your and and i can see soundgarden too like i can i can i you you do um especially the stuff that you're doing like specifically with trench gun i think there's a lot of that sort of low-end heavy kind of dirtier sound that you've got so yeah. okay so 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 nirvana soundgarden Black Alec Sabbath, Judas that, Priest, Allison Chains, that, absolutely. That's my second favorite. Yeah. Okay. That I heard Allison Chains, unless it's a cover and I'm mistaken, but you have an acoustic version of High Noon, I think, on um, is it SoundCloud, Bandcamp, something. SoundCloud, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's a um, that's the one I wrote. Oh goodness. I kind of had a hiatus from music when I was about mid twenties. And okay. then, then I and then I got back into it, and uh, that's one of the. I did like a little EP, but I was yes. never happy with it. Okay, so I, I removed most of it from online probably about last year. Okay, um, I was wondering where that song fit. Okay, so that was from an EP that we don't 
have access to anymore. I don't think I've got access to it. I I don't think I got the files anymore. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, you really didn't like it. Okay. So, but no, I I heard some Allison chains in there. Definitely. Um, And again, not, not that you were biting from them, but I, I like when I can hear, well, I like when I can hear influences in people's music, especially if it's a band that I like and I like all of those bands. I'm not a huge Nirvana fan, um, yeah. And I know I'm, I'm, you know, people will set me on fire for saying that or whatever, but like Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, like you can't, you know, nobody, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't like those bands, but, but okay. So, so the, the, and, and in terms of punk, what's your sex pistols? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe, I thought maybe, I thought maybe, okay. Cause again, I'm, I, I, I like Soundgarden to me, I hear and let it rain. Right. Okay. Then that's from the, and I know we're jumping around a lot, but so, um, but as we're talking, I'm just, I'm thinking of your different songs and then like, um, uh, uh, sex pistols, I think what is a friendly neighborhood infiltrator, right? You've got like, so that that's a very sex pistol song to me. Very sex pistol, like Ramon sex pistols kind of thing. Funny story behind that one. That's kind of what got me back into music. That one. So I wrote the hiatus or going way back so Even when before. i was in the band our guitarist mm-hmm. um he was amazing you know we, we we don't get on really anymore but um oh, okay yeah it happened but, like he was amazing and but all the songs seemed to have like you know the solos seemed to go on forever and i just wanted just a dead basic i'm not technical i'll openly admit to that Mm-hmm. But I, when I write a song, I'll probably write 50 songs and only one will make the cut because I like it to be, I, I just like something that's catchy that sticks in people's heads, you know, sure. like the kind of like the Beatles, that type of thing. Yeah. 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 And, um, I basically came up with that, you know, and it, it was one of the most popular songs we did. And it's you know, very and catchy. It, it really to, is. It, well, it used to annoy him uh, and a few of the others because, you know, I've stayed up all, uh, all night writing this and blah, blah. I, I think I wrote it in about five minutes, you know. <laughs> And then basically what happened was I, I recorded it by myself. We recorded it when we was in the band and it sounds terrible. <laughs> it okay. really does. Um, okay. Probably down to me, to be fair. Um, <sighs> I tried to write, uh, record it again when I was after that short hiatus. Mm. And then when I started doing music again last year, because I've only really been going for a year, um, right. I, that's what started it off. We was, uh, was in the block at work um, at the barracks and people oh, who's got a guitar and I, I wasn't even playing them. I just was keeping them safe in my room. And I was, Oh, I've got one. And then showing off as you do, I was like, Oh, here's one I wrote a few years ago. And I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I was like, huh. I might re-record that. And then I did. And that's kind of what, where it went from there. Got really. you back in. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it was an older song that you brought back that you reworked yeah. or at least re-recorded. Okay. So, just to give everybody, <laughs> I told you I had a lot of questions for you, and I yeah, want to make yeah. sure I'm not losing people in the in the the little translation here because we're we're speaking Lewis, and maybe not everybody does yet. But <laughs> um, so you have the EP that came out bittersweet um, yeah. last year, okay? Yeah. So that's got um, was that four songs? Yeah, four songs, I believe. Right. Okay. So. Um, so I'm sure people have heard about Seed You. Um, yeah. They've heard us talk about it already today. Um, and then Architect and Flock and then Friendly Neighborhood Infiltrator. So you've got the four songs from last year. And then you are back now with um, subsist- Subsistence, which is coming out 
gradually, right? Okay, yeah. so you have four. Well, I did see that you just decided on your set list and your order and everything. So a lot of them are nearly done. I'm just well, I'm working on them. One, another one is nearly done. There's okay. another one that's practically done, and then there's like three more. But I'm hoping to have Grim on one of them as well. Yeah, that would be so. very cool. Okay, yeah. So so. Um, there are, and we'll, we'll stop for a second and, and, and play it in a minute here, because again, I'm trying to <laughs> reassure the audience that I'm, I'm remembering to play the songs earlier on in the show now than mm -hmm. I, than I used to. But, um, so the, the most recent single is Alien Nation, right? That's the yeah. one that we're going to be playing in a minute. Okay. And you've got Let It Rain, which again, I was getting such Soundgarden vibes from that, like Black Hole Sun, kind of like it's got, it's so gritty and I really different from Alien Nation. And I like that because I'm hearing a lot of variety in the singles that you've already released. And as I said, Never Better had like a come as you are thing to me. Freudian Slip was kind of like, it's more, it's not like, it's it's the least like the other three of anything else on the album to me. Um, yeah. And I, and, and I, again, I, li I liked it all. I just, I'm, I'm so interested to hear what the remaining six are going to be like because I have not been able to pin this album down yet, which <laughs> I but I different. love that. Yeah, I love that. So how intentional is that? And then, well, you know what? Wait, no, I'm going to sh shut myself up. We're going to play Alien Nation first. Do you want to say a little bit about that before we play it? And then we can come back and get into, you know, the, the how the album is shaping up and, and all of that. But so for Alienation, what do you want to tell people about this song as they're about to listen? So I just I just kind of felt like I was going too heavy a little bit. And I huh. just wanted something a little bit more poppy. Something okay. you can kind of dance to, jam to, all that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh I had kind of I knew the sound I wanted to get, but I couldn't get it. Mm. And then I was sat there one night and I was just playing away, messing around. I think I actually did like a little video on my Instagram where I came up with a riff and was like, this is it. This is the one. And, oh, no. <laughs> um, and then I worked on it for a while, um, but it sounded quite different originally. And then Trench Gun got involved with it. Ah. And I, I said, don't change it too much. Just add your little bit and yeah, the timing. Yeah. He sent it back and uh, bits were cut out here and then it was slightly different. But it, oh, I was God. like, you know what? it's better than it was like so. it better okay yeah. okay good so okay so let's let everybody listen from the upcoming album subsistence this is lewis tivy with alien nation one two one two three four <laughs> Yeah. 
so okay so trench didn't change it too too much <laughs> no 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 it's, the the original just sounds i might still release it one day it, the original just yeah, sounds a cool. bit more a bit slower i'd say and it's got more huh. like the nirvana bleach album it's almost okay. got that kind of vibe to it more rather than the more poppy punky yeah it's a little darker it. yeah okay okay but okay so so okay so i was starting to ask you then um because the four singles that i've heard so far and i i think you just put out a little snippet you're filming a new video yeah or the fifth, misfits. right so that also has a different sound so from the four and a little bit of the fifth that that you've released so far um you're not getting comfortable in any one genre. You're not getting comfortable with any one sound. Are you doing that on purpose? Are you trying to mix it up with every song? Are these things that were always intended to be on the same album? Or is it just you're releasing them as they come to you and then you're going to gather them? It seems like you're, so you have a plan. Uh, yeah. So originally I was releasing them as singles, um, but I don't just want to be, I don't just want to release them all as singles. So now mm. I'm holding off. I'm, it, believe me, it's killing me not to release them. Oh, okay. So I've released four, and then there's like what another four. Um, I'm trying to hold on. Gonna, oh, I thought you were going to do. I thought there were going to be ten all together. Yeah. There might be more. It's th there might even be more than that. It, it depends how long it goes on for. <laughs> you know, I've got loads, and I want to do some acoustic stuff too. But it depends how, whether I get time and. You know, would you put that on subsistence if you if you did acoustic or would you just do like a separate acoustic EP or something like that? I'm not sure because um, me and Trench are working on a, a, a punk rock single uh, like EP as well. Uh, oh, we, okay, haven't, cool. we haven't really started it that much. The, the, the punk rock version of Seiju is going on it. He's a bit okay. of a perfectionist, so he's remixed it about 10 times. So I'm just leaving that to him. Oh. <laughs> um, You're like, whenever it's done, it's it'll be done. And I'm just yeah. not even going to ask. Okay. But, I, but I've wrote the backbone to quite a few of them, and they don't sound anything like what, you know, like I've re released so far. It's very, right. they sa it sounds almost like the Ramones. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So I said, I, I thought to myself, should I release some? Uh, and I was like, nah, they, it, I know you say all my songs sound different, but I think it sound too different. I don't too think it work. So okay, I got gotcha. you. Up on them. Well, so what about Unbreakable? Because you and Trench put that out, and that's <laughs> that's another one that's very different. Um, you know, it, it, that almost read to me more like um, not exactly like a Nine Inch Nails kind of vibe, but it had more of that. Just it, it was very kind of dark and intense <laughs> and like sludgy. And then there's all this kind of metal still rock. Like that's a, that's a departure for you guys. So is that, that's not going on the punk no, album no, no, that you guys so are doing. I was going to say, <laughs> so was it, that just sort of a standalone or? Well, Trench tends to write a lot heavy stuff anyway, right. you know, and I'm, he basically said, who wants to do an anti-fascist song? And I, I was like, Oh, I'll do it type thing, you know? And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, what what do you want me doing it was like just scream on it and i went okay what i'm a scream is like just go for it i'm like yeah but what i'm a screaming and he's like it, it doesn't matter and i was like can you at least send me the lyrics so we did that and uh <laughs> i think that's all i did on that i have done do you know them weird alien sustained sounds i did that on another one for him i can't remember yes. what it was called you you um, do you do have that and and you scream on on other songs of yours too it's not like you you don't do script but there's like metal screaming and there's punk screaming and it's kind of 
different screaming to me. Um, but I mean, like when you're screaming, are you like, <laughs> there were lyrics there, but like, I couldn't make them out to be honest. But I mean, <laughs> like what, what, does that all feel the same to you when you're when you're screaming for vocals or is it if it's punk it's more like a angry thing and if it's more metal it's different like so how does that work for you well the earliest stuff i wasn't very good at screaming so i used to do that kind of whispering sort of death metal type thing you know just to hide that i couldn't do it okay and then (laughs) i just kept practicing and practicing and then it was like i think it was last christmas actually near enough so we had a christmas party at work and i'd been really struggling to record freudian slip okay i'd had um quite a few of the older <laughs> beers by this point <laughs> yeah and um i went back to my room back at the barracks and i was like i'm gonna do this this you know I, I, this, there's probably like 10 other versions i've got of it from the original and um I, yeah i just plugged in and went for it and i was like that worked so and then ever since then i've just it. kind of been able to do it so Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it's, um, I wasn't expecting it necessarily when I first heard it, because again, like, you know, on a song like seed you, um, obviously once you, you did a punk version of it, yeah, I couldn't do it on the the original. No, I mean like that, that, you know, I, 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 but, but it, it, it works, you know, and, and I just, I found myself surprised by how well, even over things that I would think of as being really very punk um that that kind of a i mean do do you consider it a metal scream do you consider it a punk scream that you're doing or are you just screaming and you don't really care what you call it that's just that's the way that you're expressing it's pretty much that and i guess i've practiced it that much now it comes natural i I can kind of taught like it (laughs) you know i mean i've just i I watched i I had like a music coach last year um like a little music course i took because as I say, I'm not very musical. And I was like, oh, I, why is it taking me a thousand attempts to record vocals? And I just get lucky on one, you know. Oh, um, I see. And then I I had a few uh, lessons on the courses and I did all right on them. And then, yeah, I just pretty much stuck with that. And after that, it's, yeah. So you so you had like one guitar lesson, <laughs> no bass <Yeah>. lessons, <laughs> and a couple of like classes around. Around, I guess that was it for vocal specifically. That the ones that you were just talking about. Yeah, but about? It, it wasn't one on one though. It was just like a course. You click the video. This is how you do this. Okay, and then okay, okay. So I mean, so obviously with you being in the UK and Trench being in LA, um, your when you put together a song like you know um any like alien nation or whatever you do you start i gotta think you start with a guitar riff in your head i gotta think that's where the song starts but maybe it doesn't so normally what there's a muffin there's the (laughs) muffin. so how it normally works is i come up with the guitar that's how i always start off um and then I, i used to add the bass but this bass i've got is so old and busted from my band days when we, I used to launch it across the stage and stuff like that. <laughs> it uh, it yeah. doesn't sound great now. It uh, yeah, but they, they, they generally tend to prefer not to be tossed around. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> drums I've never been able to do. Um, there's quite an epic picture of me playing drums. Um, I'm not actually playing drums. It's, it was just a still we, I took a f- many years ago. Um, <laughs> it looked yeah, like so, you were playing drums, that's all. Yeah, it, it looked all right, didn't it? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I used to pay a session drummer to do it so that's how i got around that oh, okay and then <laughs> it was i think it was 
yeah it was alienation actually um so i'd recorded i'd done my usual where because once i had the whole instrument set down i'd add mm. the vocals at that point mm. so i sent it to trench gun and said uh ego add your drums because originally he was only supposed to do drums you know right. and then um I, I he sent me this the song back and i was like why does the bass sound so good? And he said, oh, I may have re-recorded it. I, I may like, have redone it. Yeah. <laughs> thrown like, years away. Cheers <laughs> for that. So now he, he does bass and drums and I just do like the guitar and the air. Uh, so but, you sent him your bass and of which we of apparently never and, speak again and, yeah. and guitars and vocals. And then he was putting the drums down last um because that that's kind of, it's kind of in the middle it, it's in and out if you're with me it's there's there's no real set pattern to it the the guitar okay. comes first and then bass kind of shifts around but okay. yeah as i say i've got no sense of tempo you know he, <laughs> he he's tried to get me to record to a metronome and it just wasn't happening wasn't gonna happen you're too punk no. for that you're too yeah. punk for it lewis you can't <laughs> you can't be held down by things like Time, oh, tempo, that's what the man wants you to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. You were just going to play whatever we want to play at whatever tempo we want. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. But so, 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 but when you're writing to begin with, because you glossed over it, but, but I'm, I'm interested in the whole, because there's the songwriting bit at the beginning. And then there's, you know, the collaboration on the actual instrumentation. And then there's all the mixing and mastering. But so when you're writing a song, yeah. What do you usually begin with? Not recording it, but just like do do you get a guitar riff in your head and go, oh, okay, that's something that I that I'm gonna write a song for? Or do you get a beat? Do you have even just a tempo that you want to go for? You just like no. <laughs> so so where where does like where do your song ideas generally tend to start? So usually, if I'm trying to write a new song and it doesn't always work, mm. you know, there's been some very disappointed evenings where I've sat there, I'm gonna write a new song, and I'll sit there strumming my guitar and then. Um, it leads nowhere, mm -hmm. and then I'll pick it up, uh, pick up the old guitar one night, and then literally within seconds, I'll. That's that's a good, you, you know, just melodic got something. Riff. Okay. Um, I have tried to do the whole. I'll I'll hear something in my head, and then I'll be like, "Oh, I need to pull the car over." I'll pull it over. I'll get my yeah, phone yeah. out, and then I'm like, start humming it. But I'll either forget about it, and then I'll find loads of random videos of me humming, <laughs> or um, yeah. <laughs> Or, um, yeah, that's pre that's pretty much it. Or okay, yeah. Right, so I'll, you'll I'll, start you'll start with a riff. I'll have an then... idea, but it very rarely comes out. It's normally once I've got it recorded down on guitar, I can pretty much do it from there. Okay, okay. Because I mean, you like it. It some of the songs are not particularly. Um, the lyrics are in the service of the vibe, right? So, like with punk music, I think if you actually do listen sometimes the lyrics are really saying something and sometimes it's basically just like yeah 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 you know whatever in yeah, yeah, yeah. just in the genre in general but like you um you have there are some 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 like let it rain i think specifically those lyrics are pretty intense you know mm -hmm. that's there's a it just it felt so you know lonely and kind of longing and and you know just somebody who's kind of displaced and you know at sea literally and figuratively and whatever and like how did that one happen because that's i mean for me that again that was the one that kind of reminded me the most of the of yours of soundgarden you know and it's that's a band that has great lyrics yeah. too um 
but did the lyrics come to you first on that one? Because it just no. seemed, oh, really? It's, okay. So that, that's another old one. Originally, it was called Sunday Rain when I okay. was in the band, another okay. one I wrote. And I rewrote it. It was it had the same kind of riff to it, but it sounded a little bit different. Okay. Okay. Um, a little bit different, but the lyrics were completely different. Mm. I mean, we used to joke and call it the suicide song because everyone was like, oh, this is depressing. You it's know? really sad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it is. And it then, is pretty sad. I mean, uh, yeah, it, 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 I don't know. I like to think there's a tiny bit of hope in there, but yeah, it, it is definitely, it is a gut punch. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. I was just sat there and I just couldn't come up with any lyrics for it, even slightly. And then mm. I was like, mm, what? I knew I wanted something water involved. That's all I can explain. I was like, <laughs> let it rain. And another thing as well of it was, uh, I've noticed the, quite a few of my songs, they've, the, the names of them have already been done by other people. Okay. And when, when I found out it was a food fight song, I was like, nope. <laughs> you know, cause I do like the food fights, but like, it's going to get buried. Well, so. that's it. Yeah. You, you yeah. want something that's, that's going to be distinctive or at least not like 1100 other songs. Yeah. 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 So, okay. But so even with a song like that, where like, let it rain, where, where the lyrics are really thoughtful and, and meaningful and, and um, you know, like a, a, a big feature of the song, even yeah. with that, it didn't start lyrically you had the music and it sounds yeah. like for, for, for quite a while. So you like to rework your older stuff. I'm getting, you know, either new versions of it or just like, a, is it, is it sort of like you didn't, you weren't satisfied with what yeah. they sounded like? Okay. And some of them, one of them that, uh, the one that's called faithless martyr, that's going to be on the new that, album. That's what right? I want to do with Grimm. That's based on an old one that I did on my own, but I never liked how it was mixed and huh. the drums. It just didn't, it sounded more like a Gary Newman song to me originally. Oh, and no. I was like, yeah, and I do like Gary Newman, don't get me wrong, but I was like, that's yeah, not the type of vibe not, I'm going I for. cannot see you doing a Gary Newman song. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, okay, but so, so then you tend to start with a riff and it sounds like once you get inspired by something, it seems to come out pretty quickly. So it's kind of like, loaves and fishes for you writing like you'll either sit down and try to write something and nothing will come yeah or you'll sit down and you'll start writing and it's like boom i have the riff i know where i'm going with this and then how long after you've got your core riff do you usually feel like you're you're done and either ready to send it to trench or like you know do the songs tend to get done pretty quickly just writing them at least not necessarily recording them or is it a slower process or song it, it, to song it depends. I mean, Bittersweet was really quick. I don't know how I managed it. I, I think I did it in the space of about two months. Which, oh, okay. Um, wow. And I've, and it's From like one. when you got the first idea to when it was done? Yeah, literally. Okay. Whereas um, like See You, for example, that's probably the only song I've got where the lyrics are coherent. I I, I was kind of going for my normal vibe. And then uh, I don't know, I, I kind of kept with lyrics and I thought they were funny. So I showed them to my neighbor back at the barracks and she was like, you know what? That's quite good. And I was like, I'm keeping that. So yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. One. yeah, yeah. Your neighbor, your neighbor was, uh, was good on that one. I'm <laughs> but, glad she but, said that. Yeah. But in regards to how long it takes, it varies. I mean, never better took me literally six months because I just couldn't figure out a vocal melody for it. Oh, wow. It was, and I think alienation wasn't far behind that because the, um, well, probably more four months for that one okay but it had a very different vocal melody originally and i just so that seems to be the hold up then 
generally something's going to slow you down and not just the lyrics but even the melody line yeah huh so what what do you chalk that up to is it just that's not something that you you know ever particularly focused on or do you get too much in your head about it like why do you think that seems to be like a recurring I obstacle i don't know I, I i just don't like doing vocals that seems to be the thing but once i get into it i'll do loads and then okay. and then i won't do a song for a little bit and then i'm like i don't want to do vocals and then i'll get back into it you know if if say like trench messages me and says oh can you add backup vocals on this song because i'm it doesn't bother me doing that even slightly it's my own you know, and then once I'm like, oh, well, I did it yesterday. Might as well start mine now. And then that's how it goes. You just get into the the the, yeah. the groove well, of I, it. Yeah. I okay. always put it off till last minute and I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's and I, I feel like we were at a good point where we should definitely talk about your buddy Grim. But like when I was interviewing Grimrock for the show, he was like, oh, I hate singing. I hate doing yeah. vocals. I hate doing it. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, I don't really like the way I do them. And it's just, it's like the least interesting part for me. And it sounds like you guys yeah. have that in common as well. So let us discuss the absolute buddy movie that is Lewis Tivy and Joel from Grimrock. Because you guys, we spent a lot of time talking about you during Grim's interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how did you guys hook up? Because again, he's in PA and you're overseas. And it sounded like, was it from the same interview show or did no. you guys meet? Okay, so, you knew before each other before that. Okay. Yeah, but only shortly before that. Basically what happened um, when I started, when I put out Bittersweet, I was like, it's got a little bit of traction on SoundCloud, but I never really push it. Okay. So yeah. I was like, I need to find more social media. So I, I hated Twitter back in the, now it's my main one. Okay. Um, and it, I, I think it was like my first week on Twitter or something like that. And um, I saw this random artist saying, who wants free merch? And I was like, oh, is this how Twitter works? Yeah, I will, which turned out to be great. <laughs> yes, and, oh, okay. Literally a week later, I get all these postcards and whatnot in the post. And He's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, he is. And we started just messaging occasionally. And then we're literally best buds now. We, we talk every day. I mean, he's yeah. probably messaging me now. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. It's <laughs> like I'm talking to Christina. I can't answer you now. <laughs> no, I mean you guys, it's it's so great because I didn't realize um initially that you two, because you know, why would I know that? That you you guys were close. And when we first decided to do this show and we opened up, you know, signups for interviews or whatever, you two were making me laugh so hard on Facebook because you know, you had signed up and you put out a little graphic with your logo. Um, saying like, oh, you know, I, I signed up for an interview with Vox and Guest. And then Grim was like, okay, I'm going to put a little post out about it now. So he did something with his thing. And then you came back with like a little reel where you had everything moving or whatever. <laughs> Grim was like, I'm going to have to come out with a full length video to one up Lewis. And at first I was like, what is, and I'm like, I, these guys have to be friends because this would be the weirdest thing to be passive aggressive about. Like if they didn't actually get along, like this show that doesn't even exist yet. And, and so he came out and, you know, there was the whole video with it. And then you didn't answer. And I remember saying to Grim, I was like, gee, maybe you won this one. And he, he was like, nah, he's like, Lewis always wins. <laughs> so I realized that you guys were close. And then, you know, your beautiful bride graces the haunted video that Grimrock did. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who didn't watch the Grimrock episode yet, and shame on you if you haven't, um, you know, you wouldn't know this, but Lewis's beautiful wife is the, um, as Grim was referring to her, the goth model 
um, for the haunted video. So how, how did you guys, do, I'm assuming you weren't in the States filming that. No, 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 that. no, no. Okay. So Grimm's always, we're not actually married yet. We refer to each other as what, uh, husband and wife. We, that, that, yeah. We, we've been yeah who cares? Yeah, so, <laughs> if you feel like you are, then you are. You call, call each other whatever the heck you yeah, are. Yeah, the missus. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he messaged me one day and he randomly goes, can I, uh, can I, it was something like, can I use or borrow your wife? And I was like, he didn't even tell me what for. And I went, yeah, sure. And um, that's a friend right there. Yeah. <laughs> you either really trust him or you guys have a really interesting marriage, pre-marriage, whatever. But yeah. Okay. So, oh, okay. So that was, that was your, and you agreed yeah. to it and found out thankfully it was a video and not yeah, something. He, he said, oh, your, your wife's quite goffy, isn't she? And I went, yeah, why? And he goes, I want a goth chick for my video. And I'm like, yeah, no worries. So it was in the garden here. We did it. And, um, okay. We did like, a best, uh, I don't think he's uploaded. We did, did a behind the scenes video and I'm walking like a crab that. with my phone, like filming her, you know. Trying to film around the pig in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's getting burnt by the candle. The wax is going down. And I'm like, oh, will, no. you, will you hold the candle still, please? I'm trying to make a video. And <laughs> my fingers are burning. <laughs> yeah. And then we sent it's it. It's art, baby. It's art. <laughs> He pretty much did the rest of it. So that's how yeah, we did that. It looked so cool. And like, yeah. she really, she has such a great, I mean, she's beautiful, obviously, but she has such a great look. And I remember first watching the video because we we played it a couple months ago on our Absolute Clown Shoes show. And yeah. I was like, wow, I'm like, where did Grim hook up with like the sexy mama over here or whatever? And, so <laughs> I, and when, he, when he did the show and he was like, yeah, you know, that's Lewis's wife. I was like, no, I did not know that, but uh, <laughs> that was nice of you to to lend your <laughs> to lend your bride to uh, <laughs> someone. Um, but so so you, I mean, you did the bulk of filming for that though, because most of the video is is that you know is the garden and the house and you know your your wife and well, and he did all the graveyard bits and the okay. church and all that. Yeah, I okay. literally the bit when it's just her with a candle that that right. just what I did. I, oh, I didn't okay. Do, yeah, yeah. Okay, you it's know, in he, it he, enough that it feels more significant. Yeah. But I guess yeah, it, ultimately, it didn't look like, like it was at the same place though. It really <laughs> did, and that that was one of the things that we had talked about too. Was that he was like, yeah, you know, he was talking about the location and you know where the, the where it starts and everything on the on the on the white building and the house, whatever you want to call it, and um, and it just I I, I love when things like that that are done in pieces and in completely different locations yeah. it looks so seamless there was no point where i was like wait where the hell are we now you know like it i really i could not tell you what was where so you both did quite well you and your crab walk and your well he's <laughs> wife and her one, burning hands he, he's done one for me because my next one um i'm trying to do it on my motorcycle my wife's technically in it as well you can see her hands because she's riding behind me with the okay. gopro on um, <laughs> her hands was, feature heavily either being burned by a candle or <laughs> on your motorcycle yeah okay but, but i said to grim I, I really like them you don't get the same roads in the uk i can't explain it i was like i just want a big long highway yeah and, and then he starts sending me this footage of like i think it's like a nuclear power plant something him going past it and up a straight road and i was like Quite that'll lovely. do so yeah. <laughs> I, I, so i've got my footage but i've got his as well i, I still need to finish that one but so yeah. you you guys are collaborating on videos you're collaborating on each other's work and and so you're talking about do you you definitively know that martyr is going to be with Grimm, that's the song. Have you started putting it together yet? Or I have, but he hasn't <laughs> hasn't yet. So uh -oh. if he's listening, Joel, Joel, <laughs> Joel, glaring at you, Joel. You're <laughs> slacking. 
get your folders, young man, and and get it together. <laughs> but so, okay, so where where is that song in the in the process? Because that's one of the last few that you have listed for the for the record. Yeah. So, um, can you tell us anything about that? Is it more punk? Is it more grunge? Is it more something? Grunge. It's got a very, I guess you'd say, like the song "Heart Shaped Box" kind of vibe. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So. I haven't changed it really that much from the the how I did it originally. Originally, right. I've added a few like little extra guitar licks in it and stuff like that. Um okay. I probably will change a bit of the lyrics, but I like most of what I've got because okay. when I write lyrics, most of the time, although although they don't always have coherent meaning, I always try to use big fancy words. So I'll write something. I'm like, that sounds boring though. So then I'll get the th uh, I'll go online and get the uh, thesaurus thesaurus yeah like, okay what means yeah that'll do half the time i don't even know what the word means and but a lot of the time it will fit it's like subsistence i didn't know what that meant and then it was something like struggling on your own i was like well i've been doing it on my own so far that works pretty well yeah so. yeah 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 surviving yeah. On, on not that much but so, okay so you yeah. you kind of have the refrigerator magnet approach to lyric writing where it's like this is a word that fits the meter and i don't know what it means but it sounds pretty so and then the meaning kind of comes later i yeah. guess so but that isn't how let it rain came together uh, you couldn't have done that so sometimes you're intentionally writing lyrics yeah. that are that actually you know what they mean and you know what all the words are and everything. So I, I mean <laughs> so, alienation was a it was kind of an anti-establishment. Like I I've always had this sort of phrase I've used corporate livestock. And that I think that's what it was originally called, if I recall. Cor corporate life stuck? Livestock. Oh you livestock. Know, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Corporate but, livestock. And, yeah. And I yeah. just so the lyrics were the last, um, like the verse was probably the last bit to go on. I, I'd already figured out the, you know, all we are is entertainment, you know, to like right. the, the government, not everyone's fighting amongst themselves. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but then the verses came in afterwards, you see. Well, and I like the play on words of alien nation, right? Because it's an alien nation, but it's also people feeling alienation, um, which hmm. I'm going to assume you intended. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or maybe <laughs> it just showed up in the thesaurus. Who knows? But I mean, it, it, um, and, and, and I think, you know, punk to me is an inherently angry genre. You know, it's rebellious. And I, I, a full disclosure, I don't, listen to i've never listened to a ton of punk i mean you know i know the sex pistols i know the ramones you know and I, I know the vibe and i know the feel um but i'm i'm curious whether a you would agree with that assessment of punk as a genre and then how do you marry that with being active military armed forces <laughs> like where there's a lot of i would imagine um doing as you're told and being in line and being part of a body and it if is you weird, even isn't wanna, it? I, people have said it's that an before. interesting it's an interesting juxtaposition you know because i um you know i i spoke to um or i'm going to be speaking rather to um chris from uh i see gavenin who's also active military and you know there's a, a very different he's 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 a different mindset different vibe from you um but so so it's not to say that anybody who's in the military is the same thing but i mean how do you reconcile kind of this i mean how does somebody who does not care about tempo 
<laughs> exist yeah. in the army. I'm really curious to you hear how you haven't seen me marching though. It's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> There's Lewis. Go get the hook. We got to catch him up again. So, what the hell does that look like? Like how how does that fit? How does it how does it work? How does it not work? It's a bit of a weird one. I mean, you can probably tell I haven't got regulation hair, but if it fits under a beret, you're okay. <laughs> okay. You know, I. I said to my old uh, OC a while ago, um, we was at a party, it, like this, well, not party, it was like, we do these social events occasionally. And, I was, and he said, your hair's really long. I said, yeah, but it's not against regulation if it's under a berry, is it, sir? And he goes, no, no, no. And I went, cheers for that. I'll be telling the Sergeant Major next time he brings it up. So, <laughs> But it's like, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, you're told what to do all the time. But when the day's over with, once I've closed that door behind me and I'm in my own, because we have like our own little, uh, I guess you could call a flat, but like your own rooms, mm. that's like my time. And I guess it's where I take out my frustrations out on the guitar and all that. So okay. it kind of works in a weird sort of way. But so I, I am you... going to I am yeah. going to be a civilian again in like a few months though. So Oh, okay. And then, then you can just be like that all and you have to worry about learning how to march on time. That, that'll yeah. <laughs> be so, but so you, so your life then is kind of bifurcated, you know, you've got your during the day, you know, fall in line, follow the orders. And then, you know, at night you come home and you're just Lewis and doing your own thing. And I mean, <laughs> that's, I find, I find that interesting because that could either be really weird and frustrating or it, it could give life structure, I guess, you know, that you have something that, you know, mm. you're doing every day, you know, exactly what you're doing. You don't even necessarily need to think about it all that much um, because you, 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 you have what you're being told you need to do and you do it. Yeah. And then it, it, I just, I thought that was such an interesting combination for you, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, I, I, I've seen, you know, a couple of videos that you've done on Facebook or, but I didn't have a real sense of you or your personality or anything until we started talking tonight, obviously. But, um, do you ever get in trouble at work? <laughs> Can um, you ever not put the rebel away? Does that ever happen? I wouldn't say I get in trouble because I like to think I'm a hard worker. I, I am a bit of a yes man at work. You know, okay. if they tell me so I'll, 90% of the time I'll do it. I might moan and complain about it, but I'll, you know, I'm normally the first to volunteer for something because there's nothing I hate more than sat around doing nothing. You know, <laughs> I think I've got ADHD or something. I've always got to be, you know, doing something. Yeah, that could well be. Yeah, maybe. So you wouldn't say you get into trouble. Was there a but to that? Yeah, I mean, there was last year. We had for the, it was the Queen's Jubilee, I believe it was. It, it was okay. a parade. And um, they were like, you need to cut your hair. And I said, I, I've i paid for some music videos. I'm not cutting my hair until, uh, uh, he was like, why not? And I'm like, how many bold rock stars do you know? <laughs> and uh, I made a deal with him. And I can't believe he went for it. He goes, okay, but promise me you will cut that off the second them videos are done. I said, sir promise literally the second then videos are over with went home had me air cut went in he was like cheers tiff <laughs> like, okay no so, so you you were wow I, I guess there are certain uh people in the armed forces up you know up in the ranks that are that are cooler about certain things yeah. than the movies would have taught me which is really my my only <laughs> education on it because i you know i it's not like the movies at all okay not as okay. much as they'd let you believe anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, that's probably good, actually, because yeah. it's probably a pretty one-sided depiction. But, okay, so you're then going to be a civilian again. Do you think you'll have more time to 
dedicate to your music as a result or maybe less because you have to get a civilian job or somehow i think i'll have less i'll try my hardest um because one of the main reasons i'm coming out is um i don't get to see the family enough you know i live at the barracks all week and then i come home yeah. at the weekend yeah um but when i'm home i'm more than likely going to be looking after the daughter and all that um it's literally a, a little lewis she even looks like me um, <laughs> favorite bands nirvana as well hey yeah. all right you've got and a mini me yeah. excellent okay um <laughs> i mean i'll try it it depends but one of the kind of blessings i've got at the moment my room back at the barracks is uh it's got really good oh i don't know what you'd call it what the acoustics or the acoustics yeah like oh. that's why i do it and the reverb's just perfect whereas could you imagine me doing it in here? The echo, no. it, yeah, it would. No, the work, moth so. would be uh, would be yeah. eating up all your <laughs> all your sonic space anyway. Just, <laughs> but yeah. oh, so you're gonna you're gonna. Well, you'll have to find uh, you'll have to find another like a hallway or something where yeah. you have really good acoustics. Or a shed or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, so you do most of your recording in the barracks. It's all in the barracks. So, so I've, I've basically transformed this has my room to be one of the only punk records ever recorded in in army barracks. <laughs> like, yeah, just, I I've got a big TV flag on my um, wall that I was going to bring it home and I forgot. Um, yeah, I forgot my key a few weeks ago, and the guy who I had to go to the guard room, and he, when he opened the door, he was like, "Can you please confirm this is your room?" And as he opened the door, he saw the big tv written up you know with the gesture and <laughs> never and he, mind yeah literally <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like Cheers. either you have a really big fan who lives right next door to you and has <laughs> your flag all over the place or it's definitely that's a that's a pretty good actually i should ask you about that because i love that logo did you come up with that is that something that you okay yeah so i saw it was when I was in the during my band days because that was originally the old band logo. I came, oh, okay. I've got I've got the original JPEG of it somewhere. It hasn't really changed. I've just touched it up slightly, made it better quality. Um, <laughs> That's a, a familiar theme with you the, and your stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then when when I left, you know, after all the drama, um, I basically got all history of me was removed, and I was like, if they're not going to keep that um, that logo, I'm having it because how much I liked it, so I yeah. kept it. But it originally came from, I saw this, I think it was a stock image. It was on something. It was online. Okay. And it was a picture of an anarchy symbol plus a peace symbol. And then it had equal smiley face. And after that, I was like, hmm. And I kind of, yeah. That works. Yeah. Cool. Because is it, it meant to be that. kind of a jester too? Is yeah, that yeah. Part of, yeah. I, I refer I refer to it as the jester. Yeah, no, I, I just, I, cause I have my eye on um, some of your merch. I have so much merch I need to save up to buy, <laughs> but like, I, I, I love, it's such a distinctive logo and you use it in really clever ways, you know, in your reels and your Facebook page oh, and all of that. I'm trying Are we getting a... Uh, I've copied Grim. I've even got it on packaging tape. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw. Yeah, you just you posted something about you know being caught on tape, which made me snort because it was silly <laughs> and cheesy and and very very funny. So so okay. So I, I um, you've got these four singles for subsistence out so far. You're inching towards. Are you going to be releasing? the fifth one that we are getting a little preview of, or are you no. going to hold that back? Okay. So that's, you're just teasing all, us. So, so the four singles are going on. Um, they're going on the album, but the rest of it's. I'm okay. So however so. many are left, which could be six could be, we only know titles. That's all we know. Yeah. We're, we're not. So when are you aiming to release the album? 
Uh, to be honest, don't know. Originally, last October. <laughs> okay, um, so we know that's not the date. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Originally, I wanted kind of October time for now. Okay. I suppose it's still achievable, but we'll see. You know, life's been getting Three in the way. Months? Recently. Yeah, yeah that's, that's... I probably not. Um, okay. But at the same time, I want to do a few videos as well to go out with it. Um, I can't really afford high budget videos at the mm -hmm. moment. That's why I've got <laughs> my, uh, I bought a uh, GoPro. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah. And the missus bought me a fancy camera last Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, so I have got some footage, but I want to okay. maybe do at least two videos and then maybe one big budget one. Cause I have got an idea for alienation and, it, ah. but it would cost a, quite a bit, a bit but of I, money, but okay. I know what I do for it. Normally, I don't really have an idea. Like the CG video was kind of spontaneous. All I, I was going to ask you, like how? So who who ended up filming that for you again? Um, so there's this company called Light Engine Films. I think they're called. I just okay. googled them, and his name's Dan Hart. He's really good. Okay. Uh, the, yeah, it's the cool. clock one was just kind of a generic, you know, in a old house type thing. Um, no, but with the lighting and it, it's cool. It it yeah, looks yeah, yeah. it it looks higher budget than it sounds like it was. But the the CG one was interesting because we rocked up to the. Uh, it was near Sheffield. I don't know if you know that. It's it was in the middle of nowhere anyway. And um, he we pull up and it's all like this really abandoned brick factory and it's all like fenced off. And he looks around and he's like, right, we better check security's not around. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, excuse me like, now? yeah, yeah. there's the screw is not here and then he, he opens the thing and i hope no police are watching because we'd have you know that was technically arson trespassing <laughs> goodness <laughs> you know we're setting i probably just confessed to a crime but yeah, we may have to edit it, that it's, part all, out, it, it, it's already been on uh youtube for a year so it's a yeah bit they, yeah they probably if anyone was paying attention but, but, but yeah but it was the, all uh it was it was green screen was they weren't really there they weren't there yeah no totally weren't there but just the, they had the picture the, yeah. the interesting story with that as well was um i knew uh, i knew i wanted fire and i knew i wanted to smash up a guitar for it so we have these uh secondhand stores called cash generator Okay. So I walked into that and I, I didn't really have a budget in mind. I just thought it's going to get smashed. So I'm, you know, yeah, I saw this, <laughs> yeah, I saw this cheap Les Paul on the wall and the woman behind the counter goes, Oh, do you want to try it out? Cause that's the one I was, I went, yep, that's the one I went now. It's not going to be around long enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> it doesn't need to sound good. It just needs no. to smash. Well, that's it all. actually broke that's on the video as well. Like I'm sorry? it actually broke on the video as well before the, um, the screw came out with a strap. Oh, that's no. why I'm on my knees for part of the oh, video. Oh, is that, Oh, yeah, so that, that was not plan. that was that was a a salvation move to keep the guitar from just falling off. Yeah, but we'd already shot enough footage by that point to uh, yeah. salvage. Oh, it. cool! No, but and that's cool. It, yeah, there was extra it, rage uh, smashing it up after that. But I did burn my hand. I got some quite nasty burns from doing that. Jeez, you and the misses <laughs> both with your candle burns and your guitars yeah. burn. You you dude, you gotta slow down. You need your hands, you know, they're kind well, of key. We nearly knocked each other off our motorcycles filming the other ones. So. Oh, no. so 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 in terms of gear though and guitars, I mean, like I see obviously you have one there, but I mean, are you a gearhead? Do you do you have a bunch of guitars? Do you only have one or two that you do you still have a bass? Do you Yeah, the the bass is back at the barracks. The bass is quite interesting because I you can buy uh, building kits and that's what I did, you know, like with the, the headstock on it is literally oh, a paddle. Cool. So I drew it out and my dad, who's a lot better at me at, um, you know, like with, with a jigsaw, 
here yeah, he carved yeah, it out so it's yeah. kind of like a unique little thing oh um, that's so cool this i couldn't afford so i bought each piece bit by bit during my um university days part uh, i have my part-time job so i bought the that's a 1996 neck i believe but the body's from the 70s i believe and then yeah that, that so you that built that trouble. too oh yeah, wow bit by bit at a time because there was no way i could afford a jaguar um no it's beauty though <laughs> oh wow that's a cool story so how long did it take you to to get the whole thing together funnily enough not that longer i think it was maybe a year maybe oh that's not terrible but the the shipping uh, fees that's what stung me I was like, oh, I paid for it. I've beat the system. And then they were like, yeah, you were, I think it came to like 99 pounds or something like that. It, it was a lot. Shipping. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This was when I got to the post office and they said, oh, there's a uh, fee. And I was like, what? And then, yeah. Oh, no. So I got stung. So it probably would have been cheaper to buy one. But I was going to say, well, wait a minute. By the time you add all of that up and the yeah. time that it took to, but you know what? It's a cooler story that you built it. I like that yes. better. I think that's more interesting, frankly. Um, so, okay. So we're not sure when subsistence will be out. It's vaguely possible. It may be this October. You're not going to make us wait until next October. Are you? No, no, it won't be that okay. long. No way. No. Okay. <laughs> so it may not be an October release date. So, and then, so are you, do you finish one song at a time fully through mixed mastered or do you have everything kind of roughed out and then do all of the production bit I'm at the end? So Okay. I've got about five songs on, well, like probably got about eight songs to be fair, but I've probably got about four that are close to being done or in sort of the skeleton stages, I call it. Okay. Um, yeah. So it varies. So you, so some of them are mixed and mastered. So it's not like you, you have one song completely done, fully no. mixed, mastered. Okay. So you're, so like your buddy Grimm was talking about the fact that he always has multiple songs in the works at the same time he's got all his folders and everything so it sounds like you do a similar kind of thing where you have i mean generally how many songs are you working on at a time and i'm assuming you're also continuing to write new stuff yeah. as well if you count everything i've got off the top of my head i can probably think of about eight or nine but i guarantee i'll probably only put out maybe four of them Okay. Yeah. Cause you said you might write 50 songs and only one of them will end up on the, so what happens to the orphaned songs? Is it, is it something that you just completely toss? Do you, is it like you have, are they fully formed songs? Are they just riffs that you kind of have hummed or whatever, or like what makes you, how far do you get with them? And then what make, what happens that you decide, nah, you know what, this isn't going, is it, does it not fit on the album or you just don't like the song itself or <sighs> Sometimes it's I'll think they sound too similar. Like the okay. the song architect is a bit of a funny one because I don't actually like that song, but that's the one that always seems to be played. I, I kind of wrote it as a filler song. And okay. uh, I think it sounds too much like flock. Like I hear it in my head because I you know it's I just see it. I wrote one the other day and I was like, this is a really good riff, and then realized this sounds scarily similar uh -oh. to Never Better. So I was uh -oh. like <laughs> No, <laughs> you're you're copying yourself. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would say that Architect and Flock sound particularly similar to me. But no. I mean, I'm not steeped in the music the way that you are. But it's like, if actually Architect, um, 
there were there were elements of it that that, that kind of reminded me of Grimrock's Haunted in a way. You know, mm. it kind of has a similar similar beat, and there's some some elements that remind me. But but I got more of almost like a garbage feel from Flock. Like it sounded more '90s to I don't know. Like so I I don't I mean I want to tell you what, but um you know to think of your own music. But um I wonder if maybe you aren't being overly critical of what you're doing but i guess if you're right if you're that prolific where you yeah. may have 50 songs or whatever you pick one you don't really have to care that much because there's always another song coming along but yeah. like you know i mean so so do you ever come back to some of those later because you do seem to go back to things and either rework them or re-record yeah. them so so is it possible that that a lot of those will eventually see the light of day or it depends it really depends um like i nearly dropped faithless martyr at one point and then I started on it again. I was like, you know, I can make it work. And that, that was one that has survived the, uh, the, the recycle bin, as it were, on the computer. So how Sometimes did you I end up deciding to, that, that Grimm was going to be like the, the secret element on that one? Why, why did you pick that one in particular to collaborate with him on finally? I just really like how he does his bass tones and like the riffs. Whereas if I did it, I know it, I just, I'd know I'd just copy the guitar riff and it wouldn't sound right. Hmm. You know, whereas with him, I know he'll make it creative because, I, as I say, I just focus on the guitar and the vocals and that's it. And yeah, the rest of yeah. it's kind of like, but yeah, I, th I think he could spice it up, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean. No, just saying with, with what I've changed on it from how I originally wrote it, it, it already sounds a lot better than it was anyway. But okay. it could be even better if, you know, someone else, because a lot of the time the stress is where you're working all on your own. You know, you think I've got to do this, got to do that. It really yeah. takes the pressure off. You know, to when have you, someone you've, you've got yeah. someone else helping you, and it just—I don't know. I just—I seem to come up with better ideas when the pressure's off a little bit. No, I I understand that. Like, I mean, I think sometimes it's easier to edit a story than write a story, so to speak. You know, that like if you've got something, um, and and one of the things that sounds like it would be cool to collaborate with you for is that you don't seem to be closed off to, I mean, Trench seems to do a lot of, um, makes a lot of changes, adds things, takes things out, re-records whole parts, you know, if he feels yeah. like it. And if, 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 if John did that, if, if Trench Gun did that and you weren't open to it, that could be disastrous, right? I mean, you wouldn't be yeah. able to collaborate with him first of all, but I mean, it sounds like you're so like for alienation, you said to him, if I think that was the one that you said, don't change too much. So you clearly yeah. had a vision for that, but for something like, um, you know, um, when he went back and, and had completely redone the base, like, was it that you didn't, you just thought it sounded better? Yeah. Or was it, okay. So, you're, better. <laughs> okay. So it's not so much that, you know, for, for one song, you just had a really strong idea and you didn't want it to change. It was that, you know, you thought you felt that way before, but because he came up with something that made the song sound better, you were like, okay, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. Let's use it, that. It, it's a weird one because it's like, if it was never better, I can't imagine that played any other way. Mm. That's how I, I wouldn't want to edit that one. Mm. Whereas okay. I'm quite open-minded with other stuff. You know, I, I just felt it worked. It, uh, if something doesn't sound good and I, I wrote it, I'll admit it, as you say, I'm probably overcritical on myself. Mm -hmm. But, I so. <laughs> yeah, but when I, when I heard what he'd done to it, I was like, I like that. <laughs> so, but there are some then 
bet you alien nation never better where you're like, no, you know what? This is what it's supposed to sound like. So it sounds like you do. And it's interesting because both of those, I mean, especially never better where I feel like that one is more, it's not punk um, to me in that way. It does have more of that grunge Nirvana kind of feel. And I wonder if, the genre makes a difference for you in terms of how open to changing something you are or mm. not. Does that, I mean, if you can think of other ones, does that track, is there like a pattern to the stuff that, I mean, obviously irrespective of genre or, or whatever mm. song or whatever, if somebody does something on it and all of a sudden you're like, okay, that sounds way better than what we had before. You're yeah. going to, that's a no brainer. Right. But like, you know, the ones that you get a little bit more, not protective of, but that you're, that you're more staunch in saying, no, this is the way this needs to be played. This is how the baseline needs to go here or whatever. Like, are those certain songs? Is it like, what about those makes it harder for you to, 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 to imagine them differently? I th- I think there is a part of it. It, it. it might depend on the song. I mean, never better. I didn't really release until quite a while after it came out. And the main mm. reason was I was scared of getting bad reviews on it because I really liked it. As soon oh, as that okay. Sound you know at Seiju and all them I put out straight away never better because I'd worked on it for so long because I could never get the vocal melody quite yeah, right you said what like six months or something something or... like that yeah that that's was, a, that's a lot be- of time never better was originally called bittersweet and that was supposed to be the main song on oh the... The, the the title for the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the title but song it never ended up happening but when I eventually released it I think that's still my most popular song to date which is weird um but having said that I think it's because me and Trench get on so well and we're so mm. similar in styles. Because mm-hmm. the drummer before, I didn't always like what he used to put out, and I used to tell him, mm. like, like the drums he put for Alienation, that's kind of why I swapped to Trench, because I said, I don't like it. It it needs speeding up. And mm. then and then it was, like, too fast. I was like, no, 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 I, I just don't think he got the vibe I was kind of going for. Look at you paying and attention of Misfits, to tempo. Like, I think I sent him, like, four times, <laughs> okay. and he said he couldn't lay drums to it he didn't couldn't figure out a tempo or how it worked sent it trench and he'd done it in like a day so ah, he yeah. just got what you were going for he, he, he understands me <laughs> yeah no but that but i mean it's it's funny but that's really important because you guys do work so closely together you know yeah. and to i mean really for someone to say yeah you know what i re-recorded your bass and for you to go yeah, you know what? You were right to do that. That's better. Like that, there's a lot of trust there because yeah. you could have really not responded well to that and <laughs> been within your right. You know, it was your song and he did he did more than you asked him to do. But <laughs> I mean, do you find as you go that, um, at, like, do you ever have that experience where you're headed in one direction and then Trench goes, mm, you know, what about doing it this way? And you you will kind of veer off or you guys usually more in lockstep on things like that. It it depends. It's normally more of a timing issue. He'll say, you need to tighten this up. And I'm like, I ain't tightening nothing up. It's fine. You know, um, it normally tends to be on how the mix is done more than anything. Oh, okay. Um, A lot of the time I'll say the vocals are too quiet. The vocals are way too quiet. Mm. Can you turn my vocals up please? And (laughs) you know, but then I've had it before where they're way too loud. (laughs) You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I like really loud, snappy drums. You know, mm. we can probably hear the yeah, yeah, yeah type thing, and um, he he can do it. He can really get that sound. Uh, I I can't remember what it was on. I think it might be the newest one actually. He he did them, and then he managed to get an even better tone out of them. I was like, I want it like that. So 
it's not that it's perfect every time because I will tell him if something isn't. It's just I think with that similar, most of the time mm. we, we yeah, we kind of hit it and straight away it's like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, you you're on the same page. No, and I mean like I I could see because it, it, your guitar tone is sort of a specific element of your sound, depending on what you're playing. So I imagine that's something you pay a lot of attention to. Yeah. I don't think a lot of the stuff I do would work if I didn't have my own specific tone. Cause I always, most of the songs I do, not all of them, but I think literally one or two are the only ones that haven't got it. I always keep the, uh, so most of the time I'll start off with a clean guitar, right? Okay. But if you listen carefully, most of the song still has the clean all the way through on top of the distortion. Because I like that re- with the brightness with a, to it. Yeah, with a Jaguar. That's one of the main reasons I got it. It has a really sort of, I, I've always referred to it as a clangy, tinny. It's like you can hear the actual metal clang. Like a jangly. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I, yeah. And yeah. I think if you don't hear it, it's a waste of the guitar tone. And mm. I just keep, So it doesn't always work, but most of the time it does. Yeah, you you definitely and I, and then when you're doing more of your grunge elements, yeah. you do use a different tone. Mm. Are you using a completely different guitar? No. Okay, so it's All always the, the Jaguar. Okay. I've, okay. I've got a, so how I mix it, I've got a uh, I, I use the software Mixcraft. There's probably better out there, but I've been using I think I got shown that in school actually, and that's the one I've just always been drawn to. Okay. Um there's a cuz I just do it straight for an interface. I don't use an amp. I have got amps, but when I'm recording, I, I use it. Yeah, why, why not just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I've got this tone I use. It's, um, so you know that pedal, it's, I think it's called the Big Muff or something like that. And then there's a plugin called um, Hot American Fuzz. Okay. So I liked both of them, but couldn't I quite decide. So I kind of can, you can edit how the distortion is. So oh. I kind of did it. So they're both together. You so I called it. Together. So I called it the fuzzy muff and that's what I, <laughs> so that's what that is. It's both. <laughs> yeah. It's both guitar pedals kind of incorporated into one. That's my main guitar distortion sound. With oh, okay. The, so you really did specifically create it. Yeah. So the original, I think a few on bittersweet didn't have it. They, they've got a slightly different guitar tone. Okay. I have tried to move away from it occasionally, but I always seem to get drawn back to it. But I've also got my own like solos and sustain sounds. As yeah. I said earlier, I use the Ebo, right. which apparently you're not supposed to use it like that. But that's how I use it. So who cares how you're yeah. supposed to do? I, I you <laughs> don't you don't seem super worried about how you're no. supposed to do most things. So if you want to use your Ebo the way you want to use it, you, nobody's going <laughs> to stop you. <laughs> so so yeah okay. So you really you do pay a lot. I thought so. A lot of attention to tone and because it it is yeah. distinctive. Um, and I think especially with the genres that you generally tend to to play in, um, the tone is even more important than it might be for some others. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. So it's I'm, I'm going to be interested to hear how you and Grimm sound together musically because yeah. it, you, you do have different tones. You have different sounds. So that's going to be – is it going to be the kind of thing where you're – you're doing your own individual things or are you going to, do you think maybe try to get him to use more of the fuzzy muff type of tone or do you, I guess you're <laughs> going to want a different sonic space um, for him anyway. Right. When he does uh, faithless martyr, I'll kind of push him to do more my sort of sound. I won't 
obviously I'm not going to stifle someone's creativity. So sure. I'll be like, you know, go wild. But at the same time, I'll be kind of like, you know, try to keep it within what it is. But if we ever did say our own song together, it'd be like, yeah. go for it. You know, and yeah, if one yeah. style if you're going to have to do that, you realize yeah, you're yeah. going to have to write a song, like a, a whole <laughs> new song, just the two of you together. Cause you could, I don't know, Grim Tivy or something. We've, we've tried, I've tried to, I mean, I said to um, Trench and Grim, why don't we call, you know, they did a little collaboration. They, oh, I can't remember what they called it. Trench Rock, I think they called it. Yeah, it was Trench Rock. Yeah. So I was like, what shall we call ourselves? And I was like, shall we be the Grim Trench Jesters or something like that? But Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. I, I like the Grim Jesters is cool because it just doesn't, you know, Jester's supposed to be all you know but then where would we put your grim jester guns well there's a funny story behind the name because i always used you know i wanted to i still don't really like using my own name but the reason i did it was so the problem grim's got is he's his name is brilliant you can use it all kinds of adjectives you know you can say oh spreading the grim and all that stuff yeah it's grimtastic yeah 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 but if you google him it comes up with like a 1980s video game or something like that really Really? yeah i I can't remember when it was from so (laughs) although his stuff does come up he kind of gets overshadowed a little bit by on the algorithms whereas on mine it doesn't you see and i just i mean i don't tend to use um, my first name as much anymore i just oh tiri's playing this you know um which i kind of wish i'd done originally but Mm. (laughs) <laughs> well you got there that's yeah. <laughs> and but you can I, always go back and rebrand because that's yeah. what you do but i don't know what i'd call myself i'm better with um song names and although having said that most songs have about 10 different names before i settle on the final one oh, really? okay so you have just yeah. too many ideas for 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 song names that's uh so so i mean yeah. Do you, cause some of them it's, you know, um, like friendly neighborhood infiltrator, that's the chorus. Right. So, but like they're an alienation too, I guess, but like, you're not always naming it after a lyric. No, um, no, no. So, so when you're not, does it just come to you? Well, I guess a, a bunch of them come to you if you have like 10 songs. Yeah, pretty much. It's, so, it's completely random. Okay. And like, d- is that something that eventually you just say, ah, oh, screw it. I'm going to pick this one. Or do you, do you really like, hem and haw about what to call your songs because it yeah. does oh you most do. of the time yeah, yeah. this moth's attacking I know. Me now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's really going for screen time now man you know it's, it, it, it's, it, it, it does it's grim moth <laughs> <laughs> but it, it depends on the song you know because like mm. i can't even remember what i think alienation was called caviar circus or something like that and it was kind of a um, oh, i like that too yeah, it was kind of like a stab to like, you know, oh, the bureaucrats at the top having yeah, that yeah, fun yeah, and, yeah, all yeah. That and oh, stuff like that. that. So, but I go, I, I go through so many different names for them. You know, it's some of them, the songs, a lot of time, the titles don't make sense, but <laughs> it's what I go you're, for. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I like it and I'm going to call it it. And, and that's it. That's all. So, I mean, so. I, I wanted to ask you too because you and Grimrock were both on a compilation yeah. um, album, right? Was it uh, uh, Exist Loudly? I think was that for Surge FX magazine. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, how did you end up on the compilation? Um, we'd already been in the magazine, um, which is like a monthly thing. Um, okay. I think they were just advertising and we was like oh that'd be cool so we just applied and we got it so oh. <laughs> yeah 
that it's was kind pretty of much what it was. Up, I was okay. No, no major story there, no, but that no, was. No. Uh, no, I, I'm always happy when I see um, the indie artists getting anything outside of the bubble, you know, in terms of, and you, you've had some um, sort of unexpected press in the past too, I guess, and, and attention on the music where um, it seems like, you know, I think that it sounded like that was what was sort of driving you to, to figure out social media in the first place. Kind of like, yeah. Oh, well, okay. There's an audience here. I should probably be talking to them. So, I mean, do you, cause you're not, you're not, pummeling people on your page you're not overly promotional you seem to nah. like to fly under the radar a little bit more do you feel like once subsistence is ready to come out i'm assuming that will change at least a little bit a little period. bit I, I i sort of just spam people this moth like <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i kind of do push before release but i don't go wild if you're with yeah. me because it yeah. just, uh, it's like when a lot of people, I, I don't get it as much anymore, but I used to get quite a lot of people posting their re new releases on my page. I was like, wow, that's kind of rude. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's I, a balance you have yeah. to strike because you don't, you want people to know about it, but you don't want to annoy them so much that they won't listen to your music just out of spite. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. And there right. is an etiquette too. Um, you know, I, I like in the band together group, I deal with that all the time, you know, people spamming their links on everyone else's posts and it's yeah, like, dude, I, dude, don't I, be that guy, you know? Yeah. It winds me up when they do that. So yeah. So, but you, but you are going to have to, tell people about the album yeah. you're allowed <laughs> to do that i think you should kind of i think you're sort of supposed to do that actually yeah. um but yeah you you seem pretty you seem pretty chill about the whole thing so i, I think it's because originally i had the mentality where i was like i'll put stuff out that i like and if anyone mm -hmm. else likes it it's a bonus mm -hmm. type thing and now that i've got more well known i'm i kind of haven't shifted out of that mentality a little bit I'm trying, but it's kind of like, well, it's out when yeah. it's out. And if you like it, great. If not, then. Well, but again, that's pretty punk too, right? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't just cater to the masses and then call yourself punk in any way. That doesn't make any sense, but, yeah. but you're, you're not obnoxious about it. It's not like, Oh, if you don't like my music, fuck you. And what I mean, like, yeah. you know, you don't, you're not, you're not doing that, which I think good good choice by the way that's generally not um a super popular marketing technique nah. <laughs> people like screw you and my audience i don't even like you anyway but so so okay so we know that at some point in the not too distant future the remaining songs however many of them you decide for them to be four six eight however many are going to come out as the album subsistence we know people can listen back to bittersweet from last year um and you've got you've got um you've got well you've got a plan to let us know when new singles um are done but not release them so yeah. we're gonna get teased but we're not gonna get any anything and then um we know that we will expect an and and a collaboration with grimrock which I'm, exci likely, I'm excited yeah. to hear that one. That no, I, no, 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 it has to happen. I'm gonna yell at Joel <laughs> if it doesn't happen because you've got your part done. So Joel. Grim, we're mad at you. Do it. Do your homework. Do it. We have to hear this song. Um, <laughs> but so, um, just before we wrap up, um, is there anything else besides the album, whatever, that you're particularly excited about musically? Any side stuff that you're working on? Any standalone singles that you're doing apart from the album? Anything that you wanted to shout out particularly? Um, well, there's the the punk stuff I'm going to be doing with Trench. Um once I, this is the thing I was saying to the others the other day. Um, once 
subsistences out. I don't know what to do after it because I've got so many ideas, but not enough time. You know, mm. I, I've been telling Grim, he's really good at writing 60s psychedelic songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, can we do something like that? Because I'd love it. Oh, cause it cool. Cause the clangy guitar and all that, it'd work perfect. Yeah. Um, I've always said if I could do anything, like anything, I wouldn't do the whole grunge rocking thing. I'd, I'd bring back 1950s rock and roll, Elvis style, Eddie Cochran. And that's what I'd love to do, but I know I wouldn't be able to match the same tones. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I just wouldn't be able to recapture the magic of it. That's why I haven't done anything like that so far. Why but, that? I mean, I'm not questioning it. I think there's so much good music there, but like what, why that more than anything else? If you could do literally anything, what lights up your it. brain about I've that? I've got some really probably obscure, you know, a lot of the stuff I like, people wouldn't think, you know, that I like. I'm, I'm a hardcore Elvis fan. I mean, I've got an Elvis statue on the wall up here. Oh, no um, kidding. Yeah. Um, Eddie Cochran. I, I could actually see you being an Elvis guy. I'm a huge it, Elvis fan. Yeah, I could see you being an Okay, so Eddie Cochran. Who else Who else do you listen to? Because I know, you know, you talked about punk and you talked about grunge, but you clearly have other influences. Michael and Jackson. You- love Michael Jackson. David Bowie. Um Freddie Mercury, well, Queen in general. Oh, of um, course, yeah, yeah. There's loads. Literally, Eminem. That's a that's a, a one people don't tend to see. I'm not yeah. a big fan of rap, but Eminem. Yeah, Eminem's kind of his own genre, yeah. I think. Yeah, and he's he's um, you know, I didn't always love his lyrics. They were not always the 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 <laughs> nicest, but um, but he you cannot fault his um facility with words. That guy is a real a real poet in his way. Um, so okay, so Elvis and Eminem, um, and okay, <laughs> me, me and the other half love. I don't know if you've heard of him, the White Buffalo. We're huge mm. fans. Um, he did, so he's like an acoustic-y blues, but it's quite upbeat. Um, he okay. did. He did some of the songs on the TV series Sons of Anarchy. Um, I've oh, seen I've heard, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, yeah, I, I know he's of great. it. Um, White Buffalo. Okay. I always have homework after these interviews because <laughs> at least one band is mentioned that I've never ever heard of. But okay, okay, yeah. What else? What else do you? Um, do you listen to anything kind of current? Not that some of those things aren't. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like in the underground. Um. Oh, probably Ramstein. That's probably, but they're not really new. You know, I mean, no, <laughs> they're definitely one. not new. But okay, yeah. so you're all over the place musically. Then you like, I mean, you like a little bit of I, everything. I like classical. I like Richard uh, Richard Wagner even. The, you yeah. know, and stuff like Beethoven that type of thing. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird because I'm not really technically musical, but yeah. But I don't think you need to be to like certain music at least or really any music, but, yeah. uh, okay. So that, that, uh, wow. Fifties rock and roll. I feel like you need to do that. Lewis, if I could, because do maybe it, if I... you, if you and Grimm did it together, then you'd only have half the workload Yeah, and you would have someone else to bounce it off of, which you said takes the pressure off of you. <laughs> don't throw that idea away. That could be, I could really see the two of you going to town on something like that. I mean, I know it's, it's different from what he does, but I mean, he is a rock guy. And, you know, as you said, there's a lineage there, you know, that, that, you know, rock will start. So I, yeah. All right. You and you and you and and Joel and I are going to have to get on a call. I'm going to have to (laughs) broker this deal because I, I I just want to hear that album. I want to hear you do an Elvis impression. (laughs) That's my my new goal. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, okay. So um, at some point, of subsistence will be out we know we've got the punk ep with um with trench gun that you're working on and and at least one grim collab in the works so 
we have a lot to look forward to from you. But Lewis, we have to end the show as we always do, where I put you in the Vox seat. So I have five questions for you. I ask the same five questions of everybody. And uh, I I rarely get the same answers, but, and with you, I'm, I'm there. There's one question in particular. I'm very curious to hear you answer, but let's start with the first one. Yeah. If you had to sum up your music in five words or less, what would you say? In the wrong decade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you even have an extra word there left over. So I, I think I know, but what decade would you put yourself in? The best one, the nineties the best one i don't know if it's the best one it's one it's of the, the better ones one. it's better if I than could go say, back know, to any time it'd the be the 1920s 90s. or whatever you would go back to the 90s oh yeah so tell me why is it just a glory days thing or just you liked everything about it better or so i know i was a kid and perhaps i was naive you know i didn't know about world affairs politics and that but it just seems you know the cold war had ended it was before 9 11 it was just it just seemed like there was more optimism and prosperity and mm. um, mm. the video games, the movie, everything. It was the aesthetics of it. I can't explain it. And maybe it's nostalgia kicking in, but I, it was just, it was perfect. I can't explain it. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could, I could definitely see wanting to go back to something rather than being where we currently are. So yes. I can understand. <laughs> I, li I liked a lot about the nineties too, actually. I really did it. It, you know, now I, I don't know if I'm just at the age where, you know, I'm turning into my, my, my mom or whatever, but like, you know, I, I listen to music now and I look at movie releases now and I'm like, I'm not interested in any of that. It all looks boring. Let's I'm watch like something I've watched. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't watched TV since 2006. So. Yeah. Or, or I will watch back things that I've seen a hundred times, you know, yeah, like I'll watch same. back old series that I love or whatever. So I, I, there's a lot to be said for nostalgia. Um, so I can completely understand. Okay. So in the wrong decade, I like that. That is nobody yeah. has said that yet. So <laughs> there you've already surprised me. So, okay. Your favorite thing about being a musician. Um, and it's more of a recent thing, like in the past year, it's the, I, I've, for most cases I found the indie rock community, like the underground scene. Mm. It's almost like a little music commune, you know, like everyone helps each other out, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, even, I've got friends who are rappers even like, you know, I'm quite creative and I'll, I've made like Spotify canvases, covers, that type of stuff, some of them. And it's just like, mm. if, if you know someone who can do something and you do it for them, you know, they might do something for you one day. That's not why I do it. I do it just because no, you know, I like course. being nice, but right. yeah, it's, it's quite cool how uh, everyone brings something to the table. So just that community, the support, like the... And, and and in a selfish kind of way, I've, I th kind of think, obviously, we're trying to get our music out there, more exposure. But at the same time, kind of like, I don't want it to either because I don't want it to spoil the magic of that little underground community. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 There's a, you know, once once somebody makes it big, then they're mainstream, right? And then they're not yeah. part of that community anymore. So I, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, right. we wish everyone success, but then hopefully they'll just still hang out with us anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even if they've made it big. So, okay. So I like that, the community. So then the flip side of the question is what is your least favorite thing about being a musician besides uh, tempo? <laughs> it, it yeah, probably tempo, <laughs> but it, it varies. It's probably because of my current job more than anything, but I always feel a bit like the odd man out. And huh. I know I am a little bit anyway. I've always been like that. 
but I kind of find that rock musicians are kind of a, I wouldn't say a dying breed, but the, even I've noticed in the past, maybe 10, 15 years, it's, there's like none around, mm. you know, mm -hmm. you have to go into a void or into cyberspace to uh, find it. And it's, yeah, it's, I do it's, hear uh, that a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but we've been being told for decades that rock is dying, you know, but it's, it does seem to be harder for rock musicians to find each other these days. So, okay. So yeah. your least favorite thing is then just being kind of an outsider sort of. Yeah. Cause I think there's kind of a, not a stigma that goes with it. I can't really explain it, mm. but people think, Oh, he's a rock musician. He's all like this and that. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think, you know, you definitely seem you know, we're talking about rock, but you do seem to embody the punk aesthetic, um, you know, pretty well that, you know, that's sort of the rebel, the loner, the outsider, you know, yeah. the, the person that isn't necessarily fitting in or being understood or whatever. And like, I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, what's cool is that in, in inhabiting that and making the music that you do, you actually draw people to you, you know? And, and I, yeah. when I talk to metal musicians uh, specifically, um, I've talked a, a, a fair bit about the idea of, you know, metal tends to be in the fringe of society. I think punk could, could be put there too. And the harder core your version of that is, the more boldly you're drawing a line between yourself and everybody yeah. else on the other side of it right and so what's cool is that you can be an outsider and then collect a group of other outsiders who connect with what you're doing yeah. with your music and so i think for you you know the fact that you have two brothers in arms in trench gun and grimrock yeah. you know that you that you you definitely are not on the outside, but I think even sometimes when we're not actually on the outside, we can feel as though we are. So I I totally understand that, but I I have the feeling that as more of your music comes out, you're going to find more and more of those like minded <laughs> people coming out of the woodwork. So um, I think that'll be a good thing. But okay, that's a that's a very that's a very tivy answer to give me on that. I appreciate that. So. This is the one I'm now I'm really especially interested to hear your answer given that I've heard. Oh, good lord. So I, I'm trying to get that moth. I was gonna say the moth is just trashing. See how punk is that? You you have to just break down your whole set now. Um so if you could only listen to one album, one alone yeah. for the rest of your life, what album would you pick and why? It'd probably be. It'd either be. Uh, this is a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Probably never mind Nirvana. Okay. Okay. Why that one over the other ones that you could? Why over a Soundgarden or an Elvis or a? <laughs> I, th I think it's just because like I remember the first time hearing "Come as You Are" and like when you hear a song for the first time and it conjures certain emotions and it just. I remember just hearing it for the first time. If I could listen to any song for the first time ever again, it'd be that one. Cause okay. I remember hearing it and thinking, wow. Cause mm. I knew, I knew about smells like teen spirit. Cause my dad had showed me when I was a lot younger mm. and I thought it was brilliant. And do you know, when it comes up, even on older YouTube, it used to, you, if you like this, you might like this type thing. Yeah. 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 And it used to, and come as you are always used to come up. 
and a lot of bands, not all bands, but some bands, they have like a one hit and then the other stuff isn't as good. Right. And for some reason, I really like them. And I was like, I don't want to be disappointed by the next one. So I was scared to listen to the other stuff. But when I, I heard I that, get that, yep, yep, yep. So I heard Come As You Are. And then after that, I heard, I was like, oh, that was really good. I'll give another one a try. Then it was Heart Shaped Box. And after that, I just became, my room was just covered in Nirvana. Posters. You're like, okay, three for three. I think this band is safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that that's a, never mind. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, I mean, certainly one of the most popular albums ever, I guess. But so for you, it's that it takes you back to hearing it for the first time and what you felt yeah. when you heard it. Yeah. That's a, I actually liked the question that you answered for yourself about if I could only go back and hear one song again for the first time. That's a, that's a great question too, but uh, yeah. come as you are is that's your number one Nirvana. So, okay. Okay. Well, not my favorite one, funny enough. All oh, Apolo really? All apologies is. That's your favorite one. Yeah. So and how come it's not come as you are? I'm not sure. I mean, it's pretty close, but I've always said, like, of all the hundreds, and, you know, I obviously I like more songs than just Nirvana. Right. You know, I, there's loads I love. Um, Radio Gaga is probably, like, my second favorite song ever, maybe. Great song. Yeah. yeah but, um, yeah, I've always said, uh, for some reason, All Apologies is, like, it's just always spoke to me, and I don't know why. Huh. You, and you don't know if it's lyrically or musically or both? probably both I, I don't know it's just, it's just weird it's okay you're like i yeah. like it but i don't know why but that's okay you don't have to know why you just have to like it that's all so okay so we've got that album all right all right all right here it is this is it are you ready you and the moth it's, need to it, weigh in oh <laughs> <laughs> this is the last question okay yeah your toilet paper roll does the toilet paper sit over top or do you pull it out from under the bottom of the roll? Oh God, no, no! It's over. I'm not a, I'm not a barbarian. It's got to be. If it, if this was the toilet paper, it'd be like that. Okay. <laughs> so your answer, because I always ask people to explain their their answer. So your answer is that you are not a barbarian. So no, the implication that, that's is uncivilized. That, no. Ooh. Okay, you hear it, and you're hearing it in an English accent, which gives it more more credibility, right? Because that's the, that's just yeah. what Americans tend to think. Hallie, huh? Okay. <laughs> so that's it. You aren't even going to consider the possibility or an over. Does the missus agree with you on this one, or is this a split household? Are you just over no, toilet paper? No, no, no. That's how it's gotta be it's you and know, you're raising like, the littles in in that stead as well i imagine oh yes it's like people who drink tea without sugar and all that how uncivilized it's <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> you, you barbarian you beast <laughs> okay well now we know when he's gonna hold his tivy tape he's gonna have it from over top so lewis <laughs> you are um you're even cooler than I thought you were going to be. I'm <laughs> so glad that you didn't pass out from dehydration and that I the know, moth didn't kill you <laughs> and no <laughs> slugs or spiders attacked you or anything. And I'm telling you, you've got to get some selfies of, of that shot because that would make an awesome album cover or at least a yeah. single cover with the, with the brick in your, and you can have our little name in there too. We'll, we'll get a little Easter egg, but uh, yeah, I'm so glad you came on to talk to me today. And I'm really looking forward to hearing subsistence when it comes out and especially the Grimrock collab, because now I have two of my buddies in the same place. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for being on boxing guest today. No, thank you for having me. been looking forward to it. <laughs> well, you're you're very welcome. My pleasure. So, all right, guys, that's it. That's another episode of Vox and Guest. We will see you next time. Bye.